0: When I became pregnant in 2018, I imagined I'd take daily walks and practice prenatal yoga. I would eat healthy food and meditate daily, enjoy acupuncture and massages. I would be active, but also zen. No stress, all joy and peace. I wished to be cared for by midwives who would nurture my emotional well-being and honor my transition into motherhood. During labor and birth, I would be tended to by a doula who would support me emotionally and physically. Labor would start on its own once I was full term. I'd labor at home, supported by my doula, as long as possible, and then drive to the hospital where I'd have an unmedicated vaginal birth. I wanted my husband to catch our baby and put him on my chest right away. I wanted to see if my baby would do a breast crawl. Then I would hold my baby skin-to-skin for hours and breastfeed when my baby was ready. I would take my baby home right away and feed and sleep on cue as we recovered. Instead, I found out at 12 weeks that I had complete placenta previa, which is when the placenta grows completely over your cervix, blocking the baby's way out. It also causes bleeding during pregnancy. My healthcare was immediately transferred from midwives to high risk obstetricians who cared only for my physical well being, scared me, and hurt me emotionally. I couldn't walk very far or practice prenatal yoga, or I would have bleeds. In fact, I barely moved throughout my pregnancy. I also happened to be enmeshed in an intensely stressful family crisis during this time, with lots of anger and sadness to navigate. I tried to buffer the stress I was experiencing as best I could. I received acupuncture and massage, took naps, engaged in daily mindfulness practices, slowed down, and accepted support from a wonderfully nurturing birth doula. My surgical birth was planned for 34 weeks, six weeks before full term. I was going to have a premature baby and a cesarean birth, a major stressor for my baby and major abdominal surgery I'd need to heal from. My baby was taken away from me immediately at birth, and I wasn't able to see him for over 24 hours. During our stay in the hospital, the doctors warned me of the potential risks to my baby's brain and development from being born so early. After his birth, for 10 days, my baby was in the neonatal intensive care unit, NICU, where I could only hold him for one hour every three hours. I could not sleep over in the hospital, and I was discouraged from breastfeeding. Despite the early stress my baby experienced in utero, the separation at birth, and the risks associated with premature birth, I was optimistic about my infant's development. As a neuroscientist who specializes in infant neurobiology and mental health, I knew the power that my nurturing would have on his infancy. In the field of neuroscience, we define infancy as birth to three years old, as these are the years when the brain is in a unique immature state where the growth of critical brain circuits is most influenced by experience. When the doctors told me about the increased risks associated with prematurity, I knew that what they weren't saying was that these risks are disproportionately higher among babies who do not go on to receive nurtured caregiving in infancy and beyond. I knew the outcomes those doctors shared have significant risk in the context of low-nurture baby care and the inherent higher stress that comes with low-nurture. I also knew that most research outcomes of premature babies or babies born with other risks, like delayed development, derive from babies who experience low-nurture. In contrast... I knew that I was going to use every second I could of my son's infancy, day and night, to buffer the effects of the early stress he and I experienced, and to build his brain as strong as possible with nurture. I was confident that the nurture I provided in infancy would not only mitigate all of the effects of a stressful pregnancy, birth, prematurity, and NICU stay, but also grow an incredibly resilient brain for both my baby and myself. I knew that by providing high nurture, I would be bathing my baby's brain in nurturing hormones and neurotransmitters like oxytocin, dopamine, and endorphins. And as a result, his brain would have extremely high neuroplasticity and a very low risk of poor outcomes. I knew that high nurture would also be an opportunity for me to change my brain toward better mental health.